Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, Coxie. Hello, listeners. Hello. I want to give you your nickname that I call you in my head and then I think maybe listeners will grab onto it and I shouldn't do that to you. That might be me. <laughs> do I know this nickname? I don't think I do. Occasionally I call you by the nickname and you bar up just about every time and go, Because oh, I don't want to start a thing. Because it's the classic way of changing my name is that yes the one that i'm just not going to say i refuse to say it <laughs> maybe i should just embrace it um i don't think it suits you to be very honest and if i'm saying it it's generally to poke the bear a bit because i know <laughs> i'm gonna get a rise up out of you. well i don't have a mullet to start with and i reckon oh. i reckon you either need a mullet or a shaved head to be a waza you used to have a shaved head i did did you get called waza more when you had a shaved head uh, no. Oh, there you are. No, because I think I've I've made it very clear that I don't <laughs> like being called Wazza. Have you always hated it? I have. It's it's really, I actually find it, well, it's the way people say it, but, and this is, this is my own head trash, I guess, but it's just that Wazza. It's like, I'm not a Wazza. <laughs> You're really not. I'm not one of those. I feel like I should be driving an old Kingswood and, <laughs> well, I am wearing a flannel <laughs> today. <laughs> you I just need thongs with on. jeans. This is my favourite flannel. I love it. It's very orange. It's, orange it's and navy. It's our brand very, very well. Orange and navy. It's my favourite colours, Coxie. Well, we don't have navy in the logo, although we did discuss it when it came we to could. the logo. We certainly could. Anyway, how are you, Nickers? Knickers. My dad calls me Knickers. My dad made me a star when I was a kid. I did a lot of theatre and I always wanted to be an actress. It was my big goal. And my dad, um, I just bless his cotton socks, cut out a star from a, a 4X carton box, <laughs> painted it the wall colour because that was the paint he had in the cupboard and wrote Knickers on the star and he stuck it to my door. Is that not the sweetest damn thing you've ever heard? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, he still loves me that much. I got very lucky. <laughs> was that last week? Did he made the star for you? No, he made it when I was a teenager and I was not a pleasant teen, let me tell you. I Ooh. don't know how I carried that love through all that time. Mm, interesting. No, it's not. Well, listeners, despite the intro, the the waffly <laughs> intro for today's episode, we're not going to talk about nicknames, although it's probably not a bad um I'm thinking of, of another topic around that, mm. name calling, labeling things. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we are going to talk about something that seems to afflict quite a lot of people in life. And I laughed out loud. I did the big LOL, which is not cool to say anymore. Only old people say LOL. You've totally nailed yourself there. <laughs> um, I laughed out loud when we discussed this uh, in our episode planning that we did two and a half minutes prior. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this thing about, have you ever done this, listeners? Have you ever joined a gym 
and then gone and cleaned up your diet a bit and started doing some extra running or some stuff at home to get fitter and lose a bit of weight before you go to the gym or thought, I'm going to join the gym, but before I do, I'm going to get fit. <laughs> Have you ever I'm going to lose 10 kilos or I'm going to, I don't know, there's always a dozen things. Or like, I'm going to go to a new beautician, but before I go to my new beautician, I just want to work on my skin a little bit more and get it closer to where I think it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, <laughs> well, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, we really but have. another example is that's it. I'm getting a house cleaner, but yeah. before they come for the first time, I'm going to tidy the house up and gee, the floors are a mess. I'm going to give them a quick sweep before the cleaner comes. <laughs> I do it every time the cleaner comes. Have you ever done that listeners? I know I have. I've done the cleaner thing. I got a cleaner years ago and I used to tidy the house up before the cleaner would come. But I actually think there's some warrant to tidying the house before the cleaner comes. The rest of the stuff, no, I don't think so. The tidy <laughs> stuff the cleaner can't do. They can clean. It's very different. Uh, yes, you keep telling yourself that, Nickers. <laughs> so I, I wonder what is behind that, Coxie, that uh, I'll get fit before I go to the gym. Do you think maybe it's a little bit of embarrassment, uncomfortableness, not wanting to stand out? It's a lack of the ability to be vulnerable? Yes. And I, my theory, and based on my own personal experience and um, head rubbish as well, is worrying or thinking about what other people will think. Mm. Um. And another one is, I know for me, if I do something new, I like to be able to do it well very early on in the piece. And while I love to learn new stuff, I always feel a bit weird if I'm the numpty that can't do it and everyone else is doing it. So take the gym example. And I, I coached CrossFit for a few years. Um a bit of moonlighting going on uh, a while ago. And I saw it a lot with new people would come in, they'd do a tryout session, they'd love it. And then they'd disappear and you'd follow them up and they're like, yeah, everyone else was just like doing all these things and I can't do that stuff. So I just, I need to go work on some of those things. I need to be able to do more pull-ups or I got to, I got to be able to skip or I need to go learn how to do weightlifting. I'm like, you know, we teach that here, right? And they're like, yeah, but everyone else was doing it and I can't do it. I'm like, you know, they all started out in the same place, right? They turned up and they couldn't do any of the stuff. And that's the whole idea of having a coach mm-hmm. is that they teach you how to do the stuff. Yeah, no, nah, I just want to go get some, some of that sorted before I come back. And I think sometimes it's that they don't want to be the, the goober that can't do it. They don't want to stick it out. The goober that can't do it or the sticky outy goober is for me being vulnerable into the things that I don't know or can't do. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't uh, do double unders. I'm never going to be able to do double unders because I'm never going to strive to do double unders. <laughs> I have given it a crack though many times. Um, there's a lot of oh, box jumps, mother flipping box jumps. 
Okay, so I gave CrossFit a, a good hard go. You know about this. We were working together at the time. I actually yep. really loved it. I love the environment. I love the back slapping and the encouragement and the woohoos because it makes you feel invincible. Um, I probably chose the wrong place to go to CrossFit, so my form created some um, injuries, and that's why I probably walked away. But in the beginning, it was a bit the same, right? It was like I'm so mega unfit. I had an exercise for two years and I was terrified of being the most unfit person there. And unless I can walk in the door and see somebody that's more unfit, this is really telling about my personality. Sorry, but it's true. Unless I walked in the door and I could see somebody who I assumed was more unfit than me, I couldn't feel comfortable. I couldn't find a way to make that okay for me. Mm. And you know what? Every time I made that assumption, that person would kick my ass and they'd be able to do double unders or box jumps or something that I couldn't do anyway. (laughs) And though it gave me the ability to begin to be vulnerable and it's a big part of what I've embraced, particularly in the last five years, is being okay with the uncomfortable stuff. It's being okay with being vulnerable and being honest and not knowing and sharing that I might be in a shit position and I need some help. And it takes a lot of work to get to that point. It can be really confronting and scary to put up your hand and say, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know where to start looking for it. I don't know what help I need. I don't know. That's right. Uh, I think there's two big areas, maybe three, that I'll throw up on today's episode um, where we see this show up, Coxie, quite often. Um, One at the moment, which is uh, if you're listening to this episode in real time, so as it's released, uh, the Traders in Business Excellence Awards, Mm. the number of people who have said, Oh no, I'm I'm not putting a submission in. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And you and I see that person and their business, or you know that couple and their business, and we think, "What are you talking about? You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You've got a great business." Oh no, but we don't have this in place, and we haven't done this yet, and you know this is not working. And oh, we had that problem last month with this team member. I'm like, yeah, you know that's normal, right? And you know everyone else has the same issues and it doesn't mean you don't have an awesome business just because it's not perfect. So that's one area we've seen it show up a lot. And it's been a big reminder to me as a coach and a mentor here at Tradies in Business that, um, you know, I can do a better job of normalizing that for people mm-hmm. to let them know that that is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and excellence doesn't mean perfection. Excellence is more about, you know what? You can't do double unders, Coxie. And if you come in and you try your guts out and you get one here and there maybe or none and you just whip yourself with the skipping rope for <laughs> 20 minutes, that's excellence. That's putting in 100% and having a good crack at something that you know you struggle with. To me, yes. that's excellence. I agree. So that's one big area. Um, another one is people not joining a higher level of, of um, work within the tradies and business community. And uh, you and I are working on some big changes with, I guess, how we make ourselves and our content and our programs and everything available to you listeners, to trade business owners. Um, so, you know, we've, um, we've brought on someone outside of us to help us uh, have a, have a look at what we're doing. But those changes are aimed at, I guess, 
going further with you don't need to have a good business before you get a business coach. Mm. You don't need to go fix your cash flow and get all your invoicing up to date and sort out your bookkeeping and work out what's going on with your team culture and finish off all of your position descriptions and write all your procedures before you put on a business coach because that's what we do. It's like the person that turns up to the CrossFit gym and I'm standing there going, hey, you know, great to see you here. You're really passionate. You've got some good goals. Let's get started. They're like, after I go and get fit. <laughs> I, oh, you are? So we see that a lot with people and, you know, a lot of you listening to this podcast might be in this position where you've been listening to the show for a while or you've recently found us. G'day and thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, you've recently found us and you're listening and going, wow, that's really good. That's useful stuff. Mm, I keep talking about this thing, this program and this premium membership and that I could, you know, get some more support. But oh, I just don't know. I need to sort some more stuff out first. Uh, that's like getting fit before you go to the gym, people. So uh, that's another big area that I see at Show Up, Coxie. Do you have extras, different ones, or a different take on that? Um, I think in the same theme, it's probably just opening yourself up to new learnings. I probably, I haven't done it for a long time, but generally if I go to do a course or I go to do, you know, if I sign up to learn a new language, which I've never done, that was a dumb example, but uh, here's one. I'm going to get some roller skates for Mother's Day. I'm keen to remember how much fun life can be. I'm going to get some roller skates before Mother's Day. And some pillows. And, so, and some pillows and some some wanky wrist guards. And <laughs> I am going to go full safety, crash test dummy EPA. and have a bit of fun. <laughs> I'm all over this. But a big part of that for me is uh, researching how to skate, which sounds really redundant and stupid because we all used to do it when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing we're talking about. It's understanding what the basics are, what the mechanics mm-hmm. of that is before I go into that situation. So likewise, if I'm going to go, let's say I'm going to a really fancy restaurant in the city or I'm going to stay in a really fancy hotel that I've never been to before, I really want to understand before I get there, okay, do they offer valet parking? Where is the valet parking? Where do I go for the valet parking? Do I just hand over my keys or do I need to fill in a form? How do I check in for this particular hotel? Uh, Will somebody show me to my room? I really want to understand all of that so that I don't feel like a klutz or a goober and make a mistake because I've made incorrect assumptions. It's the same sort of stuff. I feel uncomfortable in those situations with allowing myself to be vulnerable. Why? Mm. I don't really know. I don't know why that is so important to me, not looking like a fool, uh, and yet it is. It's something that I work hard not to do, or I used to, not so much now. Now I'm okay with not being okay. I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with admitting that, actually, I don't know how to do that, or I'm not really sure what you're talking about. That doesn't bring me shame anymore. Now I know it brings me further knowledge. And within that further knowledge, I can become educated. And through that education, I don't need to feel like a goober. I can be okay with learning and I can be okay that I didn't know before. It's, you said it perfectly, Coxie, it's being okay with not being okay. And it's one of the massive challenges for any of the mental health organizations Mm. um, or anybody who's just trying to support people around them out of, you know, care and concern and compassion that in Australia, at least, and I suspect in New Zealand and a lot of Western countries, it's not okay to be not okay. 
there's still embarrassment and shame and guilt and stigma and derision and it gets worse online when you see some of the the uh, trolling and stuff that goes on. Uh, and it's an interesting thing that most of us aren't okay to be not okay, whether that's because we don't know how to track our cash flow. And so we get all aggressive when someone suggests that, hey, here's a way we can help you to do that. And instead of actually going, okay, cool. Well, I have no idea. Um, clearly it's not working. How about you, you know, give me some guidance on that. Um, we often throw up the wall, you know, and that's, I'm going to go away and get fit before I join the gym, or I'm going to go fix my business before I get a business coach, or I'm going to go get over it before I go see a counselor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to straighten myself out first. Uh, I just got to deal with it myself. And that is really quite debilitating when it comes to getting results in life, getting results in your business, your health, your relationships. I think this um, resistance to letting outsiders know that we don't know stuff, that we're not in control. And I wonder sometimes if it's that need for control and certainty, uh, particularly in a world at the moment where things are seemingly so out of control and, and we're having a lot of those, uh, you know, freedoms perhaps taken away that um, perhaps more people are seeking more control by <laughs> not growing and not being in that I don't know what I don't know space. So um, listeners, if you are currently getting fit so you can go join the gym or um, fixing your business so you can work with us here at Tradies in Business or, <laughs> or, or going and straightening your head out before you go and, uh, you know, see a counselor or a psychologist or something to get a tune-up, then just stop and think, is that actually best for you? Mm. Is that, is that going to keep you actually further away from growth and improvement and results and quality of life? Or is that really the best way to go about? So that's, that's my uh, little poke in the eyeball for today, Coxie. When do you think it changes? So if I think back to kids, right, as kids, we don't know anything. We don't know what we're meant to know. We're open, like sponge. We're like little sponges, and we're happy to learn everything that we need to be taught. We, we learn how to crawl. We learn how to walk. We learn how to speak. We learn how to feed ourselves. We learn how to become independent and have our own independent thoughts. Then we go to school and we learn to ride bikes, and we we're constantly learning. And then we get to this age, and I'd say, well, anybody that's had teenagers would say it's a lot earlier than it should be, but we get to that age as a teen or a young adult where we begin to think we already know it, we know enough. And that shows up for a little while and then we get to a point where we realise, holy crap, we don't know. And there comes the shame from my point of view where I'm, where I'm sort of the way I'm seeing it. That's mm-hmm. when then comes the shame. We've, we've, we've hit those teen, early adult years. We've become the authority in our own life about everything. <laughs> Suddenly we know everything and something happens to knock us down and make us realise that actually I don't know what I don't know and I don't even know where to start looking for the answers for what I don't know. And that vulnerability shows up differently in different people. So some people, like you referenced, get quite aggressive 
Um, sometimes are up to up in being assertive, but mostly it's aggressive. Other people get quite um, introverted. They become very quiet. They run away. They hide from the issues. They put their head in the sand, sound like anyone you know. Uh, or they become um, hungry, I guess, that thirst for knowledge. Some people really get that thirst for knowledge quite early. Um, where they find the knowledge might not be the appropriate place, but at least they're looking, you know, they're actually open to learning. So there's a few different variations of the way we avoid the bigger issue, which from my point of view is getting vulnerable, and we try to deal with it ourselves. So we internalise it, we get aggressive, or we seek knowledge in the maybe not the right places. I don't think there's ever a wrong place, but maybe not the best places for us in our journeys. And it leads to the same result. We end up running around in circles. We end up getting stressed as business owners, particularly trade business owners. We end up perpetuating what we've always done or what others have taught us, which might not be the best ways for us in our business. We end up um, in trouble. I don't know how many business owners we talk to that are that far down the line and have avoided being vulnerable for so long they get to the very end and before everything goes down the drain, they'll finally put up their hand and say, I need help. And we can help them. But honestly, sometimes it's like turning the Titanic. It's very challenging. Had they have asked for help six or 12 months before then, can you imagine how quickly we could have turned the boat at that point? It would have been a very, not a simple exercise, but a much easier exercise. We would have had a little bit more room to move a little bit more flexi- flexibility for them. So it's it's... <sighs> Vulnerability shows up in your life, whether you like it or you don't. It's going to be there in some point. Might be in your relationships, might be in your business, might be internally. And at some point in our lives, we need to learn how to be okay with that being there and seeking the advice or the help that we need from various professionals. Where it talks a lot about having a team. So whether it's your business coach or it's your accountant or it's your mental health professional or it's your GP or it's a specialist in some kind of medicine or it's your sports coach. There are lots of ways in which you can get help in your life, but we need to be vulnerable enough to put our hand up. Coxie, I reckon one of the problems is we define our value as a as a person by what we know when we get yes. older. When we're yes. kids, we don't even think to define our value. And <clears throat> I point the finger at um, marketing and at our system of education where if you do well at school, you're a good boy or girl, and if you don't, then you're shit. Yes. And there's something wrong with you. And my brother and I are, are a great uh, example of this. My brother's three years younger than me. And um, the academic aspects of school certainly came a lot easier to me than they did to my brother. He had to do a lot more work. He was a lot more challenged by the schooling system. And because of that, he tended to be a little more delinquent and uh, a bit more of a troublemaker. Basically, my brother's a turd. And um, <laughs> and I didn't have those issues. Uh, so I didn't breeze through school, but I definitely did quite well at the academic side of things, despite being very capable with my hands. And that was a big part of where my parents very strongly, very strongly encouraged me to go to university and business school rather than join my dad on the tools as a builder which is what I actually wanted to do with my life. I freaking hated school. Um, and so that, um, I guess, 
could have looked like, well, I was destined for for success in life and success in business. And my brother was not because I did better at the book stuff and he did not. My brother's actually a very successful businessman. He's had very high powered corporate roles in Australia. He's worked at the top level in some very big organizations. And now he's got his own business with a bunch of business partners and he makes a ton of money and he has a fancy house and a great family. And, you know, it comes with its own stresses and and sacrifices, but, his value was defined by the schooling system as much less than mine. Mm. And, and I think the way that system is set up, particularly for trade people, mm-hmm. or the people that select trades, um, because they don't fit the system, they choose a different system that they fit. Um, I think there's a big problem there with how our value is defined as individuals and it's got nothing to do with what we know or what we can do. The reality is our value is defined about our relationships, about our emotional um, aptitude and, you know, whether we're a kind person and compassionate and whether we consider others. I mean, that's how, that's how our value in my personal opinion should be defined but instead it's defined by money and, and bloody OPs and all that sort of crap that really has bugger all meaning when it comes down to the essence of life. Um, so I think that's a big issue, Coxie. And as kids, you know, up until pre-high school, most of us have no idea, although I think that's changed a lot in the last 20 years where, you know, we graduate from prep and there's all this achievement-driven measurement of are we doing well enough uh, when, you know, as very young children, we don't even think to define our value. It's, did we, do, are we loved? Mm. You know, are we loved and supported by those around us? And sadly, as we get older, that stops being the metric. Are we loved and supported? And do we love and support others? Super interesting that everything you just languaged was about vulnerability in that in order to have good relationships, we have to be vulnerable. In order to be all of those wonderful things that we just spoke about. So, uh, you know, defining your worth through your the relationships that you create, not through your education level or, or your level of external understanding, all comes through the ability to be vulnerable. And yet the school system um, really slaps us on the hand any time that we show those vulnerabilities. If we put our hand up in class and ask for some extra clarification or if we um fidget at our desk for crying out loud because that is part of our personality that's determined to not fit the system and immediately right from that very young age this there's this perpetuation of um being slapped down for our vulnerabilities for for putting our hand up and saying that we need some help in one term or another so it is really challenging i think particularly when we're young right up to probably maybe your mid-30s, depending on the people we're talking about, it's really hard to break out of that habit that we've formed around not being vulnerable. And we really see it a lot in the trades because it is still very male-dominated. Mm-hmm. I think women, uh, this is getting a little sexist, and still very true. So I stand by what I'm saying. We're encouraged to be a little more vulnerable as we get a little bit older. And we share a lot. So those conversations happen at least within our peers or our family base. And there's less stigma around a woman being upset and crying or a woman discussing uh, some of their needs or, or their inabilities. Those things are 
are encouraged. Yes, I still see them being slapped down. Please, ladies, don't all contact me now and say, what about mother shaming, blah, blah. Yes, I totally agree with you. That is very much there as well. And yet I guarantee for most of you, you'll have a core friendship base that are going to be there for you every time that you uh, are feeling vulnerable or you need assistance with your vulnerability. And I would say that for the most part, a high percentage of men don't have that kind of support network. They don't have it because it's frowned upon right from the schooling age where we're slapped down if we don't understand what the teacher just said which isn't about the kid it's about the teacher's inability to explain it to the poor child who didn't really understand their their textbook version of what they've just said so it really is no wonder that it takes us a long time to open up and begin to be vulnerable and you know how we learn to do that it's through the relationships that we have in our lives so frequently it's through a very close personal relationship a marriage or a partnership with somebody that we learn to start letting down those walls and begin begin to come become vulnerable and then becoming parents again is another huge opportunity for vulnerability because so much of it is out of our control and it throws us into these spirals whereby we absolutely have no choice but to be vulnerable you can't stop those tears from coming or you can't stop that stress from coming out business is a bit the same and we get to the point eventually where we're ready to be vulnerable if I could encourage you to do something today it would be to try and do that earlier than when it's not too late, but it's getting too late, you know. Try to do it right back down the road when you can see there's some difficulties coming or you can't answer some of the questions or you listen to some of these podcasts that we do and think, I really don't, I'm not really sure what they're saying or I don't really know where to find that information. Start there. Put your hand up and ask for assistance there rather than waiting until there is no money in the bank and you're not sure where the rest is going to come from because that's where it becomes a hard issue to fix. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely doing it earlier than when it becomes almost desperation, mm. um, when you feel like you've got no other option than to sign up to the trade desk for free um, and join a group of trade business owners who you incorrectly think are all doing well and doing better than you and that you're a dum-dum for not having all of your shit sorted. And the reality, we can tell you, is quite the opposite. There yeah. is... There is nobody out there who has everything sorted. And if it looks like they do on the outside, I'm willing to bet my beautiful house on the fact that there is something that's a mess in their life. It could be their relationships, their health, their sleep. There'll be something going on no matter how good their Instagram life looks. <laughs> and, and, you know, don't wait until you're as old as me to mm. figure out that it's okay to not know everything. Yes, listen that, to worry. Don't wait for <laughs> ancient to figure out that it's okay. That's been one of my big constraints in life is I define myself by what I knew. It started at school because it was the one area of my life that I did well at, that I excelled at, and that became a massive anchor for me, literally. Anchors hold boats from moving. They stop boats from moving. And that was a big anchor for me in life. So um, I've been gnawing away at the rope on that anchor and uh, the boat's drifted around a little bit and it's been great. It's, it's scary. It's scary to drift around and go, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how to control this thing. Actually, I'm not even going to bother to control this thing. I'm just going to go for a ride. And man, woman, you can find some cool places when you just let it float around mm. uh, and I've learned a bunch of stuff about myself and about business and about coaching and about fitness and about nutrition and about 
farming and everything else that I wouldn't have learned if I was still so attached to I know what I know and that's who I am. And do we really know? That's a really interesting way to wrap this episode up. Do we really know who we are? How often do you and I sit in on a meeting? And I would say 100% of the time. And we, one of the very first questions we will ask you when you first talk to Oz and Nick will be around what your goals are. And nearly 100% of the people cannot verbalise what their goals are. And they can't verbalise what their goals are because they haven't yet figured out who they are and what they want. And the people who can, Coxie, the goals that they verbalise Uh, I want a double turnover or I want three vans on the road. It's like, no, 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 no. What are your goals? Mm. What what is your business plan? So I guess uh, listeners, hopefully you have identified yourself in some of what we've talked about today. And if you haven't, that's okay. Maybe you're not ready to change. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe you actually are one of those people living your Instagram life. Um, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> we'll get you on the show. But, uh, yeah, if you've heard anything in there that's struck a chord, then I would just ask you to do something about it. It doesn't have to be with tradies in business. It could just be to uh, go back to the gym that you joined and you haven't returned to because you're not fit enough yet. Um, maybe try a different gym where it feels less like you have to be like the guy in the mirror um, or the girl on the treadmill that you look at and go, oh, wow, I can't believe I don't look like that. I wish I looked like that or I wish I could do that. Um, Go find somewhere where you perhaps feel a little more comfortable. I know Coxie and I strive uh, to make our group, our Facebook group, a place where you can let a bit more of it hang out. You know, you don't have to tuck your shirt in and and suck your gut in. You can just (laughs) let let a little bit of it hang out and no one's going to laugh at you. In fact, Time and again, we are proud of the fact that our group members, both in our free group and in our premium subscription group, um, that is celebrated. Mm. Our members actually celebrate it when someone untucks the shirt and lets it flop out a bit. That Mm. sounded bad. Um, So (laughs) come and let it hang out with us. Uh, You'll be amongst friends and supporters and, um, you know, Let's see if maybe there's some things that you don't know that you don't know that can make a big difference in your life. Um, And again, whether it's with us or somewhere else, somehow else, I don't care. Just do something about it. Stop defining yourself by what you think you know. We have something really exciting to share with our listeners today. Ooh. We do. We're going with this. I'm sorry we didn't talk. (laughs) I'm going to go with it anyway. I don't know. So I'm just going to go with it, Coxie. I'm cutting the anchor rope. We're going to come to you live. We are finally yes. going to do our stadium tour. Are you ready? Can you insert some drum rolls here, please? Hang on, I'll make a note. Where's the timestamp? <laughs> yeah. We are finally having our first one-day live event, and we're coming to Melbourne. We're going to start in Melbourne, and we're coming to Melbourne first, quite frankly, because we were a little bit worried about what might happen in winter, and we thought we really need to get down to Melbourne and give you peeps some love before everything goes to hell in a handbasket again. Not that it will, knock on wood, I'm sure it won't. But we're coming down to Melbourne. We will be there on Wednesday the 28th of April. So by the time you listen to this, less than one month to go. How damn exciting is that? And don't worry, Sydney, don't worry, Brisbane. We're coming to you too. We will announce those dates very soon. 
But for now, Wednesday, the 28th of April, we are coming and we will be doing our Tradies in Business Essentials live event. How wanky does that sound? (laughs) But it will be fun. It'll be a most day event. So we'll registration will start at nine and we're aiming to finish by 2.30 in the afternoon. So if you've got kitties, we're hoping that that will make it a little bit easier for you to get there and leave on time. That said, it is Melbourne. I understand your traffic can be a nightmare. So uh, our apologies for that. Not as bad as Sydney. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> We've tried to keep it in the best hours that we can. So it's more friendly for more people. And we want you to come along. Now, it's it's going to be a free event. You will need to register for your tickets. It's absolutely crucial that you register for your tickets. Head on over to the website. There will be a page up there, hopefully today, if not in the next couple of days. Also keep an eye out on Facebook. We will do some big announcements then once the tickets are ready for you to register for. It will be our very first live event. You are going to learn so much in your, what is it, five, six hours. Mm -hmm. You are going to learn an absolute bunch. Better than that, you're not only going to hear from us, you're going to hear from some very special people. It's like uh, podcast greatest hits, basically. It's the it's the best and most critical aspects of this show jammed into, uh, what is it, like two-thirds of a day session, yep. you know, five, six hours. Um, that's like half a work day for many of you listening to this, doing 10 to 12-hour days, sorry. Uh, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to cram the best bits into that. You're going to get to share with a bunch of other people. Um, going to be some great energy in the room. And um, you're going to walk away with a, a solid plan, Coxie, mm. or what you need to work on to get the results you want, whether you're a sole trader just starting out or if you're a sole trader that's 20 years in or you've already got 15 employees and a general manager. Either way, we've got the goods for all of you, no matter where you're at on that, uh, that pathway. Um, and there's going to be clients there. So, you know, you can rub shoulders with uh, some other people. But, uh, yeah, going to be some good stuff in it. Um, we're excited to come live to you. And uh, you can you can do that thing where people say, oh, he's not as tall as I thought he would be, you know, <laughs> like, or, oh, the voice really doesn't match the, the man kind of thing. <laughs> get to see us we're even on the on the podcast artwork they've already got a picture of us but how often do you do that on the radio i must say but it will be a lot of fun uh you know what it's going to give you an opportunity to be quietly vulnerable you're going to share a bit of your vulnerability by admitting that this could be beneficial for you and your business and you can hopefully show up and visit with us meet us and say good day great opportunity to meet us with no obligation we're not going to back you in the corner we're not going to force you to do anything you don't feel comfortable with But we're also going to encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Now, please don't get scared. I promise that it won't raise your anxiety levels too much. But we are going to ask you to do a couple of things within the session that will help you be more open to the learnings that will be coming on the day because it's going to be jam-packed full of tips and tricks and direction so that you can create that plan to move forward in your business rather than staying where you are. Now, if you're really comfortable where you are and you don't think you need any improvement and you don't want to be vulnerable, then this event won't be for you and we totally understand. We love you anyway. And yet, if you would do really like some Coxie and, and Wazza loving, you know where you can find us. It'll be Wednesday the 28th from 9 till 2.30. We might even hang around and have a beer with you after. 
I don't know who this Wazza bloke is, but I'm keen to go and see what he's got to say. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon we need some theme music. Can we get you listeners to vote on some theme music so that Warwick and I can get all pumped up and run onto stage? (laughs) Let's make this. I'm not coming onto stage. Come on. Rocky theme. No, not Rocky. I reckon. Play the Rocky theme. We do like the the um, the football. All of the football. I think it's the Penrith Panthers and the Queensland Reds. They both have. Um, they start their day off with. Uh, is it Hell's Bells? And you know, uh-huh. there's the bell at the beginning. It's like the call to action. Yes. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Listen, vote with me here, please. Let's I'm, all get pumped up together. I'm up for a bit of Hell's Bells. Anyway, uh, we hope you've got some good stuff out of today's episode. Remember, it's okay not to know and uh, it's okay to not be okay in whatever area of your life that is. Um, come and join a bunch of other numpties that don't know stuff at the Tradies in Business community. You can join the group for free. Uh, you can still join the trade desk for Nick's as well and check it out um, and just start chatting to some other trade business owners who are trying to do what you're trying to do. It's a mm. huge community of people and it's growing every day. So get on board. We look forward to seeing you live in Melbourne if you're there. And uh, until then, have a fab day. Hooroo. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.